So it's me, Lacey, and you are tuned in to another episode of Laceology. All right, so real quick before we jump in, I just want to let you guys know, if you are listening to this podcast on a podcast streaming source, you can also find this podcast on YouTube because we film it. Um, so all you got to do is just type in Laceology in the search on YouTube or go to Lacey and Freshie Productions because this is brought to you by Lacey and Freshie Productions. Hey. <laughs> all right, so I have one of my favorite people in the whole world. Literally, I love you. It's crazy. Thank you. I know. Likewise, the feeling is very much with you. I have Hey Mikey from Hey Mikey ATL. If you live in Atlanta, if you're hey in now. the community, you know Hey Mikey. Go ahead and just introduce yourself for a second. Well, guys, I am Michael. Everybody call. Well, my name is Mikey <laughs> <laughs> of HeyMikeyATL.com. I'm an Atlanta blogger. Um, I'm an editor at Control Magazine. And I have my own radio show. It's the Hey Mikey Show. Uh, you probably see me around town doing different things and events, but mostly I do media and I recently got into acting a little bit. So I'm here with Miss Lacey Doll and Miss <laughs> Freshy Official, you know, <laughs> turning up, Real asking quick. some questions. Dude, I'm excited for Being today's topic. This is going to be probably the most informative thing I have done all year. Okay. Okay, I know the year just started, but but I've done a lot since then. Listen, January felt like a whole year, so I feel you. A lot happened. <laughs> a lot happened. Right, let's jump in. So let's talk about uh, stereotypes of bisexual people in the black community. So stereotypes of the bisexual community, black community. Well, it's kind of the same stereotypes in all communities. They pretty much feel like you're confused. Yeah. You don't know what you want. Or they feel like you're greedy and you're a whore. And mm. that you're just trying to have sex with everybody. And yep. that you need to pick a side. Pick a side. That's what they say. You need to pick a side. That perhaps you DL or maybe you were just touched or molested or something oh. like that. And that's why you don't know what it is that you want. Yep. But some people are genuinely, like myself, genuinely attracted to both genders. When did you know that you were bisexual? When I was five. I was hunching this boy <laughs> in kindergarten named Cameron. And um, also at five, like, I think maybe like a week or something after that. Because, yeah, it was like around Valentine's Day. You know, I played this girl. You show me yours. I'll show you mine. You touch <laughs> your mine. I'll touch yours. You know, so I was five doing this stuff, doing some stuff, you know. I felt like. I always knew. Before I was like, you know what, I only like women. Because, you know, like you go through that period of you feel like you need to somehow please society, right, uh -huh. and traditions. And before I was like, I just like women. And I was, I would date a woman here and I date a man here. People thought the same thing you just said. And I think it's, I think it's weird. It's almost kind of fucked up because it's like. It is. What, like, or I would be like in a relationship <laughs> with somebody and they would be like, so you're just going to cheat on me with a woman or you're going to cheat on me with a man. And I'm just like, but I'm not, though. Yeah, I've, I've actually had to assure some people that I wouldn't do that. And surprisingly, it's been easier to assure women of that than men that. Like, for me, when I first meet a girl and I'm talking to her and I let her know, I let her know within the first conversation of what my sexuality is. Because I believe personally that you should not take anybody's choice away from them. Right. If she want to deal with me after the fact, find out that I'm bi, that's great. If she don't, then that's great, too. It's going to be somebody else. But I've never had a girl turn me down for being bi. No? What never. about a guy? Yes. So how did you come out to your family? Ooh, I actually <laughs> think the opportunity to come out, my brother actually outed me. My 
Well, I was in, so I had a laptop in my room back in the day. You guys remember Yahoo Messenger? Mm-hmm. So I was in Yahoo Messenger talking to a boy. My brother took my computer and hooked it up to the bigger computer upstairs in the living room and printed out the conversation <gasps> between me and the guy and showed it to my mother. And she called my father. And my father called me. He said, Michael, he said, um, you need to come home. He said, <laughs> everybody knows about you. And I said, knows about what? He said, you and me. He said, um, we need to talk about this as a family. So got home. As soon as I walked the door, I asked my youngest brother, his name is Chris. I said, Chris, I said, what happened? He told me what happened. My brother who out of me, his name is Dorian. He was coming down the steps and I hit him in the nose. I split his face in right there. It was just. When did he apologize? How old were you guys? He never apologized. Oh, oh, oh sorry. He's, he's never apologized. <laughs> I'm 36 now as of Wednesday and he is 34. You're an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius. Oh my gosh, I'm an Aquarius. Hey. Oh my God, I love you. Listen, water bearer power. <laughs> That's crazy. How old were you? I was 22. When that happened? When that happened. Wow. So I was kind of like in my, I should have been my senior year of college, but I was slacking up. I was in my junior year of college and I ended up having to move out because my father and my mother, they were both very devout Christians back then. Not so much now, which is really interesting, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like it. My dad was arguing with me every single day about it. Every single day. Where are you going? Who are you with? What's going on? It, it was just really bad. My yeah. mother was telling me that I was going to go to hell. Yeah. You're going to catch AIDS. Right. She blamed herself for it. She said maybe it was because she ate the wrong thing or she drunk the wrong thing or they have a chemical imbalance. And they both said that they suspected something about me and that I need to go <laughs> get counseling. <laughs> and but, but what they didn't know is that before that I had tried going to counseling, I went to a pastor to try to get some help. I really tried talking stuff out with a counselor. I even tried like conversion therapy for a little while and it's just, I sound like I signed myself up for it right. because I didn't want to have to live that. You know, being black is hard enough. I didn't right. want to be black and buy yeah, two, yeah. you know. And then boys weren't treating me very nicely. They still don't, but right. they weren't treating me very nicely then either. And I was just like, I don't want to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Do you feel like because of your platform and because of who you are, you're you're constantly having to combat the stereotypes of bisexuality in men? Well, not even just so much about sexuality, but just sexuality in men. I feel like women, and I've had this discussion with Freshie before, women get to be very fluid with their sexuality. Yeah. A woman can have sex with another woman, sleep with another woman, be in a relationship with a woman, raise a child with another woman, and then she go to a man. It's like that. It's like she never was a lesbian, or she was never in the same sexual relationship, period, or she right. never experimented. But if a guy does that, if he does anything in the slightest way that might be homoerotic, He's forever labeled as gay. Maybe right. he was curious and he kissed the guy that said yep. he liked it or something like that. Or like Tank said, you know, maybe he tried, it. Or he tried it and he didn't like it. You know, men don't get to do that. And so for me, I guess the stereotypes I try not to perpetuate is that they think that well, when it comes to being bisexual is just being greedy. You have not and you will not see me with a number of people here and there. My only relationship that you've ever seen me in was with my ex-girlfriend. You guys know her as Bella Marseille. Shout out to Bella. Hey, Bella. Um, it's with her. When it was with guys, you know, I kind of kept that a little bit more secretive because right. it's just because of how the community is. Yep. People where if they see you with somebody, they don't want you till you have somebody. Then they say, you know, they're in his DMs trying to figure out who he is. They're in my DMs trying to figure out who I am. And I just didn't want to invite that. So right. when I was in relationship with um, a guy, I just didn't expose that to the public. But I carry myself because I can only live in my truth. As somebody who just so happens to like both genders, um, my sexuality doesn't define me. Yeah. It's not the biggest aspect of me. It's not a lifestyle. It's just my life. I feel like all of the, you guys, and I'm 
I'm in my 20s, but like my upper 20s, but I won't say which 20s I'm in. <laughs> but all the guys that I ever talked to who are open enough to say that they've had experiences with other men and still were able to, you know, marry women and have these right. lives and be straight men, none of them are black. Well, that's also because when it comes to the black community, we also, again, we don't, black men, our stereotype is so hyper-masculine, we don't make any room for them to explore. Right. Period. They have to be yeah. hard. If a guy, if a boy, if a black boy is soft at all, it's viewed as some kind of weakness. Right. If you think about it, there's a whole hashtag that says black men smile. Yeah. Because um, a guy once upon a time went on Google to find pictures of black men smiling, he couldn't find any. Wow. Wow. Smiling was seen as a sign of weakness. It like, is. oh, you happy or whatnot. Like, everybody had to mug. Or be, and, and, yep. and that needs, that's one thing that needs to be debunked. Yeah. But that's the reason you're not going to find that. I was talking to a couple of girls last night. We were in a conversation. And I was saying that, like, I love sensitivity in a man. When I used to date men, if they can be sensitive, like, sensitive and vulnerable with me and, like, cry, and, like, I find that attractive. But they were just like, no. If like one girl was basically like she went off on her man because he was sensitive and she just like said that's unfortunate that's crazy she keeps him, she's keeping him from being human exactly and what she's doing is she's charging an explosive that she does not want because emotion is raw power right and it and it shoots itself out in different forms sometimes it's anger sometimes it's happiness sometimes right. it's love but when you don't let somebody emote you don't let that out eventually it builds up and it explodes. And whoever, whatever's around is going to catch that wrath. And, and a, a lot of times when we talk about black men just being overly aggressive, it is because they don't have any room to let any of their emotions out. And right. then they do explode in the weirdest ways or like really crazy ways. And we look at that as like, well, that's just a black dude being a black dude. Or how about even when aggression is not, it's just, just showing emotion, period. Showing yeah. affection, attention to you yeah. or their children. Because for me... I was raised by women, so I learned that my grandmother always raised me. It's okay to be emotional. Right. It's okay to emote. It's okay to reveal what you think and how you feel. But you know, when I got when I stopped living with my grandmother and I started seeing my father and I started getting out into the regular world, I had to I had to deal with a conflicting nature where I had to conceal and not feel. Right. I, I, it wasn't okay for oh, me to be hang, it wasn't okay for me to be angry it wasn't okay for me to be too happy I couldn't be too sad I couldn't be too overjoyed I had to just be monotone I had to do everything in moderation and I hated that so much even to this day I hate that so much because now I have a platform where I can get to say what I feel like I need to say or what I want to say but even then it's only within certain limits right you know yep so it's a hard, it's really hard being a man with emotions because people are always saying, oh, you're over emotional, you're yeah. overreacting. Well, no, no, I'm not. Right. A bad situation has happened. Can I just naturally be reacting to it? Do you think that there are a number of men who, who are straight or who are gay presenting because they feel like society put them in a box that you have to be this or this instead of open about their bisexuality? Is that a good question? That's a very good question. And I think so. I think because of the way the human mind works, where it likes to categorize things. Right. Humans like to think the world is very black and white, mm -hmm. but it's truly great. It's an amazing spectrum of colors. And once you accept that and realize that the world, you get the world. Yeah. You, you get it. Which is why we got LGBTQ plus QIA positive, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to be. But that's because it's not just gay. For the longest, it was just, everybody was just queer. Yep. And now you see all these subcategories and then subcategories to the subcategories. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that's exactly what it is. You know, back in the day, people don't understand bisexuality. You're either gay or straight. Right. We don't care. Right. 
We don't care. Yep. But now we learn this. Oh, well, there's some people that are attracted to both genders. Truly. And some people that's not attracted to no gender. They're At asexual. All. And there's some people that's pansexual. The gender don't matter to them. Yep. It's the person. I'm pansexual. Oh, I yeah. love, I just love the person for a long time. I didn't know how to explain that to people. Right. And then I remember the first time I ever saw the word pansexual and I was like, let me look this up. It right. was literally like maybe, maybe nine years ago. And I was like, this is exactly what I've always tried to explain oh, wow. to people. But do you feel like you have a lot of difficulties dating um, any particular gender because you're best? Or do you think that like when you're dating, people feel like you should be more open to things than you are? Like threesomes um, and like orgies and like poly? No, I've not experienced that. I will say dating women is easier. Really? It has been. And it's only because women are socialized to be with you from birth. A girl is socialized to be with a man. Right. But even though, even with like your sexuality, because like, I'm watching sisters right now. As in, as in having sex with a man? Yeah. Like, which um, is easier? No, no, no. Like sometimes women, especially us melanated women, mm-hmm. sometimes because of how we are raised, like very close minded kind of by ignorant parents. Uh, a lot of times we adopt those beliefs, and sometimes for bisexual men, it's hard to date black women because it's like if you've been with a man once, then you gay. Correct. I, w- I will say this: when it does come to men exploring sexual, like black women, definitely not with that because <laughs> they. I, I feel like they felt, which is why I like to be a com- big upfront, especially when it comes to black women. Black women been through enough. Aww. You know, they always say black a black woman is the mule of the world, and it's because so much is dumped on her, right. and just and she's underappreciated. I don't feel like we need to add anything extra onto their plate, and they don't want anything extra on their plate. So yeah. here we go. You're beautiful. You're fine. You're perfect. Great job. All your teeth, body, all this, <laughs> and um, and I want to have kids with you, but you also like men, and people tell me that's wrong and I shouldn't and I don't want no extra competition so I think that's why a lot of them do but I've been thankful enough it's been fortunate enough in my experience where I've come across women who have been like as long as you're not finna cheat on me I'm great or I've had some situations where women said well I know sleeping with a man is like apples and oranges from sleeping with a woman as long as you're not cheating on me with another girl I'm great because to them is you can provide for me and my kids that's great but she's just hitting that yeah you know and I was like Oh, okay. Ooh, what about um, sex? Do you ever find that men get insecure or women get insecure because you've experienced both? No. No? Like, they never, like, like there's never, like, a woman that's, they like... They actually feel like I probably understand ah! some things <laughs> a little better. Because I think because... I think my ex-girlfriend, when she told me, is because I've been with guys, she knows, she feels like I can be more vulnerable or that I'm going to be more attentive and affectionate to her and I was or like when I've been with guys they feel like or guys that know I've been with girls they're like oh well you probably can stroke you probably can do this pretty good <laughs> probably that pretty good and I'm not saying that I can't I mean I don't know I, I've i never had any you complaints said, I don't sex. know stop you know what I mean so I think I'm just an attentive person to the other person have you dated a woman that hmm? okay <laughs> have you ever dated a woman who wanted to do anal to you no no? And I wouldn't let her. No. I wouldn't. Why? Because if I'm going to do that, I'm going to get that from a guy. Mm. So I will say that when it comes to me about being bisexual is if I want feminine energy, I want that from a woman. If I want masculine energy, I want that from a guy. Really? Uh, so and you- respect, and let me reclarify that. An assigned birth <laughs> woman and assigned birth man. Really? Yes. That's just that's that's just for me. Genitalia is a big part of that for me. So I want a penis on a man and I want a vagina on a woman. 
So would you or have you date a trans person in the process of transitioning? No, I wouldn't. Really? I'm not attracted to them. No? I'm not attracted to them because, like I said, for me, I'm, my sexuality, I guess, for me is binary. And that's what I want. I want a biological woman or a biological man. That makes sense. Yeah. I think I would date a trans person, though, if I wasn't getting wiped up for forever. Okay. I would I mean, I, I, no, I'm not going to lie. Person. I will say this. And just to clarify the record, there was a trans man that I was interested in. But the more I thought about it, I was just like, no, I can't. And the reason I couldn't do it is because I had so many questions about, like, if we did do it, what would that be like? And they got attitude when I tried to, you know, just inquire. And I was just like, well, you know what? Let me leave it. <laughs> then I did some research. And I was like, you know what? Mm, no. I'm going to head out. I'm going to just leave it alone. So do you think that there's a place for bisexuality amongst men in the black community? It definitely is. It's always been. It's always been there. We just don't talk about it. We just don't talk about it. Isn't that crazy? I like growing it's up. Always you always have like that that uncle that they just call sweet or you know whatever. But then he'll date women, and we no one ever talked about it. Right, or it's not even about whether he was sweet or anything. A lot of them were DL. Yeah. Oh. When they yeah. said they was going to hang out with the boys, they really was going out to hang out with the boys, and still live lives where they had wives and children and grew old and got married and stuff like that. Have you seen that video, the barbershop video? Which one? Um, it's, there's a barber in Atlanta who... Oh, God, yes. I've seen him. <laughs> I actually was going to have him on my show, but I decided I wanted to go a different direction with my rebranding for Hey My Kids yeah. And so I declined to... I never knew. And what like, when I would, when I would see but the that, video... But, but guys, the guys that are going to him aren't like DL. Uh, Those are gay men. So, but they're they're like, clearly very much... And many of them are like OnlyFans boys or they're porn stars. Oh. Uh, or amateur porn stars, or whatever, whatever yeah. the people, Twitter people who have sex are clarifying themselves <laughs> as these days. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, that, was, that is not because, you know, he's filming it, faces in and stuff like that. A couple of them, there were no faces, but it could just be because they don't want anybody to know who they were, but not because I agree, they're Because they could be professional men right. working, and it's not going to look good for you to be working at the bank and getting your back blown out in the barbershop right. on Twitter. You know, that's just the world we live in. We know everybody's having sex, but we don't want to see everybody having right. sex always. I have a um I had a coworker at this job I worked very very attractive fifty uh, year old man but he looked thirty one mm. he he looked like he never had stress in his life right wow. and uh, he was light skinned I mentioned that because he was talking to me about um when he came out mm-hmm. and what it was like coming out back when he came out and being light skinned was just like a commodity it was like that extra thing that made people want you it still is but he was saying that like when he was younger. Um, even though he was out, a lot of the men that he dated that were black were were always DL, and he yes. was he was saying one guy for like four years, and they only held hands in public once, and it was towards the end of their relationship. And in my mind, it's like I don't always think about that because I'm not I'm not a black man who has to struggle with sexuality. Man. And the thing about it is, because so for, I actually took a sociology psychology class when i was in college and where it was explained to me is when a woman and the reason that lesbianism lesbianism is more accepted is this that's looked at as a woman trying to be with another woman which is looked at as her being taking on a masculine role which is looked at as a step above because unfortunately society considers men superior to women so it's looked at a step up for her but when a guy tries to be with another guy He's taking on a subservient oh. feminine role, which is looked at as a step down for right. him. And it's no. Then on top of that, you're black. 
Right. Being a double minority makes it hard. Right. And I always tell people, you know, and when you are black and anything else, you have to have, instead of having a double consciousness, you have to have a triple consciousness. Think about it. You're American, Mm -hmm. you're black, and then you're LGBT. That's a triple consciousness you have to have. If you had anything else onto that, oh my God, your plate is a mess. What if you're... (laughs) What if you're a black American LGBT and positive or handicapped or um, blind? Like if you any of those things, you add on to it. The more you add on a layer, you add on to the more oppression you deal with. Right. Like I once told somebody, I imagine that the most oppressed and lonely person in the world is somebody who is overweight, black, trans, positive. Oh, If you yeah. think about that. Yeah. That's, that's a hard life. Like, oh. I, I wouldn't want that for anybody. But we know that's the reality of somebody's life. Right. You know, that's so much they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't imagine that. I don't want to imagine that. I, and I honestly mm. never really imagined it. I know that sounds like so selfish, but... but the, the, and, it's, and it's not a selfishness. It's just that's not your reality. That's not something you necessarily have to right. deal with. But part of being human is you have to step outside of your reality to see what's going on in somebody else's reality and be able to accept their perception as reality and empathize with them right. to kind of meet them where they are. Exactly. And not expect them to be where you are. Everybody not going to be, no disrespect, beautiful, <laughs> slim, <laughs> you know, good communicator and yeah. stuff. You know, sometimes we got to meet people exactly where they are. And it's not up to us to say, well, your life is like that because you did such and such. No, sometimes there are circumstances beyond their control that dictated that they were going to turn out this way. You guys don't know this, and I don't think he knows it either, but Mikey is low-key like a life coach. Am I? Yes, <laughs> I feel so emotional right now. Like I just want to hug somebody. <laughs> what, what I tell people is, you know, I've had the great fortune and misfortune of enduring and experiencing so many different things in my life, and I've had people guide me along the way and tell me bits and nuggets of knowledge. So if I can do that for other people, I'm going to do that. Right. And sometimes I have to do it even when they don't want to hear it. Sometimes yeah. I have to be that rude face, say, "Hey, no." Yep. You know. But I also want people to be able to do that with me, which is why I'm not surrounding myself with a yes man. I want friends who challenge me and say, hey, Mike, you fucked up. Sit my ass down. Mike, you fucked up. Or Mike, you hurt my feelings and here's how. And what I'm going to say is, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I didn't mean for that to come off that way. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to give you a half-ass apology. Well, I'm sorry if I, or if you feel like, if anybody ever gives you an apology like that, cut them the fuck off. Because they don't care. I do. And they're completely demeaning and dismissing your experience, your humanity. Your feelings, your everything. Your everything. Yeah. They're just saying that how you feel is irrelevant because what I'm going to do is what I'm going to do. I'm sorry if you're a casualty of that. Yep. And that's, I, that's, I had a conversation with somebody on one of my other podcasts. We talked about friendship mm-hmm. in the black community and it's, we don't value it because we do think that people are either going to be there no matter how you treat them or we don't, they're like, they're expendable to us. And that's a problem. We've got to stop feeling like friendships are expendable when you get into a relationship i get it you and your new boo need some time together they actually call that dyadic withdrawal on average when a couple gets together they lose two friends a piece um we're almost there boo we we, we <laughs> wow <laughs> we, we we've got to get to a point to where you know we make time we find a balance in our life for people who've always been there because the thing about it is friendships tend to outlast relationships yeah that's what we talked about in the podcast very much so, so let me ask you how do you feel like you handle judgment or have handled judgment about your sexuality well what's really interesting is i don't get that judgment quite so much from straight people but when it comes to like you know gay boys honestly i just ignore them really because what you don't like somebody else will yeah you know and if we can't 
come to a consensus to agree to disagree, then you can, there's a door to my life. You can exit. Kick rocks. Just as quickly as you came in, you can leave. And it's not that you were expendable. It's just that you're not, clearly don't value me. So Yeah. When I was younger, I used to, um, I used to always think that like every, every opportunity was like a learning opportunity and like, I should be teaching people things, right? But you waste so much of your time trying yeah. to teach people you all the time or your sexuality because you, you're not in the room with me while I'm getting down and you're not in my relationship with me. But when I was younger, I thought that like I could combat judgment with teaching people something about no, you combat judgment with how you live right you present yourself now, yeah now i'm just That's like it. it's a it's a that, that presentation is passive right you don't it's not enough time or place or space in the world for you to try to educate every single yep. billions of human beings on the planet about yep. how to deal with you being a black lgbt woman it's you true. know it's true it's not just by how you live and present yourself and i've always tried to present myself when i try to i do as i just so happen to be Mm. I never want anybody to look at me and say, hey, that's that bisexual or gay boy, Michael. I want them to say, hey, that's Mikey. And I think, by the way, he might be. Yeah. You know, that's always been more important to me. My work and my family and my legacy is more important to me than who I sleep with or who I end up with. I just want to. So for you guys um, who are listening to this podcast, not actually visually looking on it on YouTube where you could actually find it. Mikey has this like killmonger hair that I am just <laughs> obsessed. I just can't stop. Listen, just, I've, been, I've been working on this for three years. I remember the first time I got it, I had faux locks and I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> then I look back at that and I was like, oh my God, I look completely crazy with that. And then I just started growing my hair and it got massive. It remember it was like, I think it was like yeah, a big Yeah, it was huge. And so, um, shout out to this girl I was trying to talk to at the time. She was like, you have so much hair. Let's flat iron it and like, let's lock it up. I was like, let's do it. So, she finally, she's like, I think you should bring your Killmonger back. And I did like a little <laughs> poll on my Instagram. I was like, shit, that. And people was like, bam. I was like, bring it. let me do that. So I got in in August and it was shorter than this. And now it's grown so I much. I love it. It's so much. Like, I think I turned my hair the other day and it like smacked me in the eye. <laughs> I was just like, okay. It looks so good. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what I'm going to do with it. So, okay, we talked about some stereotypes mm-hmm. um, about bisexuality. What is, from you, Okay. what is bisexuality? bisexuality is it just so happens to be somebody on the LGBT spectrum who's attracted to both genders men and women and that's it that's it there's no other fluff no other fluff everybody be trying to add the fluff and there's like there's no fluff there's no fluff it's just just a it's a subcategory of a category I love it of human beings I love you thank you no this is this is cool I learned a lot I don't know I didn't teach him anything at all but I learned quite a bit well yeah you know like I like I said I've been blessed with this big brain. It's my, <laughs> it's, it's it's my ace in the hole. Been able to outthink and outsmart most people around me. Because some people make me be like, "Oh, you're a smart motherfucker." You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's true. I love that. Just what it's been. All right, you guys. That is it. We have talked to Hey Mikey ATL or Mikey, as I like to call him, about bisexuality amongst men. Originally, I said black men, you know, but I'm, I feel like men in general handle and deal with a lot of these same issues. What got some last words for these people? Live, laugh, love, and create. Take mm-hmm. your broken heart and turn it into art in 2020. Make this motherfucking money. That's it. I love that. Take yes. your broken heart and turn it into art. I Listen. love that. If you see me post that somewhere, 
Don't tag yourself. Yeah. That's what Princess <laughs> Leia told Meryl Street. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. So this is another episode of Laceology, and I'm Lacey, and this is Mikey. Hey. Mikey, before we go, where can they find you on social media? You guys can follow me on social media on all platforms at HeyMikeyATL. That's H-E-Y-M-I-K-E-Y-A-T-L. Hit me up. I'll follow back. All right. And it's he has like a lot of intriguing things going on in his social media you guys i swear to god you will not ever 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 be bored you know, sometimes you see a little family sometimes you see a little skin sometimes <laughs> you see a little article you know i'm about all of it it's true yeah. thank you for joining me thank you for having me this is dope this is i really love it dope. let me know i'll come back for another topic i want to talk i want to talk to you some more I, just don't make me want to cry because legit i really wanted to cry oh, don't cry i love you i love you too no tears <laughs> you guys thank you guys for tuning in to right. laceology with me Lacey. Yeah, have a good one. Bye.